This podcast is brought to you by Rental House Productions. For the price you would typically pay to rent high-quality equipment, they'll provide an experienced team of professionals fully prepared to produce any visual media project to your specifications. They want to work in close correspondence with you to ensure that they deliver the desired vision for your video and successfully promote your message. Ready to take your outreach to the next level? Book a free consultation today at rentalhouseproductions.com. Check out the guests. We're about to bring in We're good friends We're connected on LinkedIn No overthinking, just overdrinking No overthinking, just overdrinking Peers and peers, drink away your fears Let's chit-chat for 42 years Let's hope things don't get too weird Now it's time for peers and peers and peers Today we'll be drinking Miller High Life Established in 1903, this beer is known for its bubbly and smooth nature, earning its nickname the Champagne of Beers, which is fitting as today on the podcast we have the Champagne of Human Beings. Both today's guests and today's beer are best served amongst the most creative, fashionable, and sexy crowds. Prepare yourself for the episode of Peers and Beers featuring the one, the only Christian Trion. Beers and Beers episode, Christian Trion. He's back. <laughs> Christian. He's back in the wonderful ba- state. Back in the wonderful state of California. That's true. Yeah, back in the backyard. Back in the backyard. How does it how does it feel? Dude, it feels cerebral. Cerebral. Oh, oh man. What an experience. If yeah. not maybe repetitive. <laughs> Do you feel like you're stuck in a loop right now? Yeah, dude, it's like total recall. I can't remember where my life starts and the dream ends. Right. I've never uh, seen total recall, but I can't totally recall. That's okay. You did your best. I like the joke, though. Yeah. Which one? Arnold Schwarzenegger or Colin Farrell? Um, yes. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Why don't, we, uh, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, Christian? Why don't you uh, tell the dear listeners uh, who you are, maybe where you're from? You know? All right. Well, I'm Christian Trion, as the episode has already told you. Yeah. I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. And I went to school uh, with these two hooligans. Yep. And uh, lived with both of them for a little while. Ended up, yep, Stephen was cra- uh, couch surfing a little bit <laughs> Yeah. when yeah. I lived here. It's true. And then we lived together a little bit over the summer. It was a beautiful time. It was. It was a beautiful very time. Serene. Yeah. 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 Um, Carefree era. It was. It was. Uh, the, the, the stakes get a little bit higher. That's true, yeah. Once, you, once you got that piece of paper. That's true. We all have that piece of paper now, and we're all just kind of careening in different directions. Yeah, yeah. You, you, bumbling you, around. You kind of get the the feeling that you have to, you know, uh, rationalize your foolish decision to spend all that money at college. Well, it's easy to rationalize once you get a lot of different projects going. You know, yeah. Job here, podcast there. You yeah, know? yeah. You know. Well, it's, one, uh, once you you cheat cheat the system and. Just start becoming your own boss. Yeah. Treat the system. Treat the system. Treat the system. Treat yourself. It's pretty tough being, like, on top of the world and, like, totally in control of, like, every aspect of your life. But we're, we're, you know, we get by. It's just hard to keep a... It's it's hard to keep a level head when you're just so great. Yeah. Perfect. It's tough. Perfect. Yeah, Yeah, you are. Um, Yeah. Dude, I'm already blushing and I've only had, like, half a drink. There we go. Yeah, we're, we're, we're working our way through these high lives. Miller high uh, lives. What does a Miller high life mean to you, Paul? Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot. It's kind of the go-to beer. 
especially yeah with, the, with this guest we've had uh, we have here today we've uh, we've we've shared quite a few high lives in our time. Um, it's kind of been the go-to beverage for the last few years, as it should be. I mean, it's it does the trick. It's smooth. It's cool. You know, it's I crisp. Love, I love crisp. high life, but only in bottles. For mm-hmm. me, yeah. the mm-hmm. the mystique mm-hmm. is lost when it's in a can. That's true. You can't see the gold shimmer. Yeah. Oh man. Well, how about the the champagne bottles over the winter? Those are oh, awesome. Yeah. So if anybody listening to this doesn't know about this, for a brief time uh, over the holiday season, yeah. Miller High Life actually sold. It's Miller High Life's in champagne bottles. Whoa. It was, it was so it awesome. Was fantastic. Whoa. I had too many of those this holiday season. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Well, because like, you, cr- you crack one open and it's like, all right, like, time to finish this beer. <laughs> it's like a, a whole ass champagne bottle. It was like three bottle. bucks and it's yeah. just like an incredible three bucks to go to the liquor store for. Mm-hmm. So you guys uh, were able to link up when you guys were both in mass? Yeah. 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 We had some good times uh, linking up post-grad. Yep. As soon as Polly D finished school, we embarked on a little uh, East Coast tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Together. yeah. So uh, Paul and Christian are members of the band Odysseys. That's correct, fellas? That That's correct. correct. Yeah, and you you guys just had a little East uh, East Coast leg of mm-hmm. your tour. How yeah. was that? First time on the road? Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It was, fan- well, like, for me, it was really fantastic because, like, uh, I finished school the year before and I moved back to Boston. So being reunited with the boys, the first thing we do together is we play a show in Boston. And then from there, go around the East Coast, you know, it's touching. Yeah. What was your, uh, so you did Boston, uh, Rhode Rhode Providence, Rhode Providence, Island. and yeah. then New York, Providence, Pawtucket, New York, Chicago, and Montreal. That's yeah, awesome. What was your favorite place? I don't know. Um, show wise, what would you say, Paul? Maybe, maybe New York. Yeah, because I feel like New York, there was the most like, there were more like strangers that came into the room as in. opposed to like people that came for the show. Right, yeah. like other folks kind of filed in once that kind of that crowd was like already established. So that was cool. It was kind of like a oh man, like, like they just heard it and they dug it and they came in. Yeah, well, you know? a lot of like we asked people that night, like who's hearing our music for the first time, and like most of the room was like us. Yeah, and we were like okay. Yeah, at this stage, I assume there's a lot of kind of like recruiting friends to show up. Essentially, yeah, that's why we do the Facebook events. You know, mm-hmm. invite friends. I got invited. You did. You did. Yeah, I'm Stevens cool. invited. Stevens yeah. invited. But Steven, right. I think my favorite like city to hang out in uh, during the tour was your city, Chicago. Oh yep. man. Well, yeah. I don't personally own the city. You don't. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. But yes, Chicago has my heart. It is my favorite city, mm. no doubt about it. Understandably. And you guys were in. Um, Logan Square for your performance? Uh, Wicker Park. Wicker Park. Wicker Park, yeah, yeah. in the neighborhood, definitely. Yeah. It's uh, it's always, like, memed by, you know, Chicago natives as, like, the hipster district. Mm, makes sense. Did, did that fit the bill when you guys were there? Well, I don't know, man. Were there record stores? Yes. <laughs> was there a lot of different types of cheap food? Yes. And was there a barcade? I was going to yeah. say the barcade oh, was like the sickest Emporium. part. That was oh, awesome. Nice, Emporium with nice. the Adams Family pinball machine. Yeah, so Ooh, many pinball nice. machines. That was yeah. the best collection of pinball Seriously. machines I've and seen in a long time. What was great was like it was one of our longest drives. Of the, like We just drove yeah. straight from New York. We are like, why not? And so we did like 16 hours. And so then we had three days to ourselves in Chicago. And we just got to goon around. Yeah. yeah. Went to a Cubs game. Nice. Yeah. It was a uh, Ferris 
Bueller-ian. Yeah, would, we were, we were the section above the Ferris Bueller yeah. section, yeah, so like one tier above. But the we view were, was like the same. The view was the same. We were doing the hey, bada 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 yeah. bada. Nice. So, so we. Uh, were you guys able to go to Fuck. the... Uh, there it is. The uh, <laughs> Field Museum? Field Museum. No, what's the no. Field Museum? Oh, that's the the museum that they go to. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. That's not... Chicago. Yeah, no, no. I'm, yeah, no, we I'm tripping. There, but we also went to the high school. Oh, yeah. To. Oh, New Trier? The uh, New what Trier is it called? School? I forget what the town was called. They call it the Bueller place. Yeah. Skokie? Were you guys in... It was the same high school where they did Breakfast Club. Yeah, that's the one... near Evanston. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? The guy who does all those eighties movies. John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes. Hughes. Yeah. yeah, I think Breakfast Club, Ferris Bueller, yeah. and what was the Six other one? Candles. They were all filmed yeah. at the high, high school. school. Yeah. yeah, solid high school. But they gave it a fictitious name in the yeah, of movie. course. Why not? Something yeah. like fictitious high school. And then didn't they use it. they used a different location for the they library did. They used for the, the community the, center yeah. for the library because they, it wasn't big enough in the school itself. Yeah, yeah I actually haven't spent a ton of time on like uh the north side like beyond like uh regularly yeah well yeah i've been to like northwestern uh a few times but i'm from like southwest of the city gotcha so it's just a hike yeah all the way up north is a little bit of a hike but i lived on the north side for a little bit it's worth it dude yeah man check it out yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful well speaking of uh north side and south side uh Christian resides in a in a in a southern uh, neighborhood of Boston. Uh, it's it's a, well, I mean, what does what's further south? I mean, yeah, geographic. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's a uh, so you're from Southie? No, it's not. It's not Southie. 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 I'm from. Uh, That's why I was JP. careful. Yeah. I grew up in JP. Yeah. So make a plane. Yeah, so, well, uh, what? Part of uh, Boston, do they actually have those uh, wicked, wicked accents? Wicked, sick accents. Yeah. Uh, Fucking awesome. Like Southie, Dorchester. Dorchester. uh, Eastie, and that's it. Charleston. Charleston. Okay. So so you you grew up in Boston proper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. Check the the postcard. (laughs) Uh, What's the. Three, four. Oh, Zoom. 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 It was filmed in Boston. Paul yeah, just told was. me that. It was. It was filmed in the WGBH mm. station. Part of the Children's Museum, too, right? I think. Probably. Yeah. I know that they have the studio in Brighton, though. Mm. So, yeah. so uh, growing up in Boston was, like, for me, Chicago has, like, a very, like, distinct energy. Uh, could you trace, like, any of uh, Odyssey's music to just, like, the vibe of living in a city uh, i'd say yeah what i think is really interesting is for me odyssey started as like a solo project that just was in my mom's basement in west roxbury and it was fueled kind of by like the frustration of like the boston music scene i guess uh probably my own frustration what happens with odysseys is that it kind of evolved from just like you know moody little demos and like acoustic or trying to like learn how to use whatever recording software possible and then coming to california and seeing like a different type of music i guess like more energetic i guess more like punky and like meeting proper guys like paul and josh and eventually mark and like having the energy of here going back to boston and like seeing how it's like more atmospheric music or like more noise rock or even shoegaze 
So it's like going back and forth between these two different cities really helped me evolve my own sound because I got to essentially pick and choose what I liked about each of them and what inspired me. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So you, so when you started Odysseys, you started it back in Boston, mm-hmm. and with with different dudes in the group. Nope, just just me. him. Oh, was, oh, was, <laughs> yeah. it was just a, just a solo project. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So was, so then you built it up here at Pep. We met at a at a Pats game. We were watching yeah, we a, a Patriots game in the Hawk. Yeah. Oh and, snap. And then we got to talking about the radio station, and then I don't know the next week or the next yeah, couple of days I walked in there. Yeah, and he and Christian was just chilling out in the radio station. I was like, "Oh, sick!" I was like, "You yeah. found it." What's up? <laughs> you know what's up? Yeah. And uh, yeah, the rest to, is uh, history. He asked me to join him and his friends who were gonna go to that British place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in Br- Santa Monica, yeah, British like place used to be a little recording. Yeah, uh, a little recording studio or yeah, space. rehearsal rehearsal space. Really, uh, and where in Santa Monica? It was in Santa Monica on like 16th Street or something. Yeah. But it's shut down now. So mm. we just went there, and they were showing me some of their stuff. And then at the end of the session, I was like, yeah, I came here to play bass, but you want to check out one of my songs? And then they, yeah. And then they dug it. We oh, like, nice. Yeah. It, I don't know. The groove just kind of felt right. And then we just kind of we kept yeah. on, I don't know. Kept playing. Yeah, we just kept playing. We Regularly, we'd be there like a couple times a week. Yeah. And just hiking like, in, in the suburban, in Josh's suburban. Yeah, exactly. And, and just Josh's legging uh, it. current apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, not for long. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how how much of it was like a? Did you guys just have like the same tastes musically initially, or did I'd you get, kind of have to like merge each yes other's now? Kind of like we had a different at, at the start, like, yeah. Especially from like what everybody kind of grew up listening to mm-hmm. and what they were listening to now. A lot of differences with that. Like, I'd say Paul was like more punk oriented, mm-hmm. and I was definitely more like new wave, like eighties, like post punk stuff and joshy was really like surf rocky i guess yeah definitely but then the, it was almost like at least in terms of how the sound is like evolved it was kind of just using pieces of all of that and kind of like i don't know it kind of like built up towards i guess what you hear now especially live too yeah um definitely a different band in the studio than we are live just because the energy is more palpable and transferable yeah. when we play live Whereas when we're in the studio, we kind of like take our time and make it a little more atmospheric, you know, a little more vibey, mm-hmm. as the people say. Yeah, yeah there's like, um, I don't know what, what, what exactly it is, but there's like a lot of reverb in yeah. your music Yeah. that kind of like feeds into that kind of like airy kind of yeah. sound. Really spacey. Well, like for that, it's, it's great because I think reverb's a really powerful tool because it makes everything feel more distant and bigger it makes you feel the sound you're listening to isn't as suffocating or as cramped it like breathes air into the track and like really helps you separate each instrument and like there's something interesting about reverb being in a big space it like transfers it to sounding like lonely and bigger and majestic i don't know do you think that pairs along with kind of just your lyrics and like what you're talking about in your songs yeah yeah because there is I feel like I couldn't say this for sure because it's my interpretation of your music. Ahead. But try. try it. Here I go. Oh boy, I'm nervous. Um, but it, it seems like uh, like the truth is kind of this like uh, elusive thing that's like I guess like the character in your songs is like trying to grasp, but then 
but then it just like gets away from you. Does that make sense? Um, well, as an interpretation, yes, it does. I'd say that you know everybody's trying to find truth or like at least not necessarily truth, maybe meaning in what they're looking for. But I guess the songs that we write are kind of just someone searching for something and you might not always get it but at least you're trying to be a bigger person or at least a better person at the end of the day but a lot's gonna happen around you so you gotta find some way to cope with it yeah yeah so going off of that coping um just like on the road do you guys find like that lifestyle do you think that it like brings on the necessity for you know the classic cliches of rock culture beers and drugs and things of that nature i think it's more just like the people that go on the road and stuff just enjoy such things anyway i don't know if it's so much like oh we're on the road we better get time to to cope i can't handle this stuff i don't know i think we cope with a lot of use of comedy we yeah. listen to a lot of stand up on the road oh nice yeah when we're driving or we'll get like Josh will get candy every five minutes to keep his like any sugar stop. level any stop yeah seriously any Just stop to get he's like candy. I'm gonna grab some candy do you want anything yeah me and Paul obviously ache for dunks oh yeah whenever oh. we go around dunk so, yo like, go back to Starbucks yeah. Tim Hortons whack yeah, I'll say it. I, I didn't like Tim Hortons. Oh, I had a bad experience with Tim Hortons, yeah, too. What happened to you at Timmy's? Um, 2006, I'm going to Toronto okay. with my brother Davis and my papa. Uh, we call him Dad. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that's common. Though. Yeah, yeah. It's a familial thing. Mm. But, um, yeah, I just remember going there, and it was... There's like Tim Hortons on every corner, and yeah. I got and I got a sandwich from them. Yeah, I'll and tell you what's the, on every the, corner. The, the sandwich, <laughs> the, the, the bread was just so hard. It was like I was I was eating like a, a big old cracker. <laughs> I didn't, I don't like that one bit. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I, it made me upset, Christian. I think that was what. If I took away one thing that I like truly like learned on tour mm. was being in Montreal and the vast number of A&W's like they love A&W's yeah. more, there were more of them than it's not McDonald's a, it's like, not a Canadian sure. brand I, I don't it? know I have no idea it's all a, I know is the root beer I, I know there's one in Cape Cod yeah there's one in Cape Cod for sure but I didn't it's the only other one I've were, seen there was like hundreds yeah. in Canada like most corners had <laughs> an A&W yeah. it was bizarre yeah what a backwards place yeah, no, I, I enjoy no, it. No, no, like Canada's Canada cool. Canada's cool. From what I've seen, yeah. I've only seen, like, Toronto, which is it's pretty close to an American city. Mm. I mean, geographically yeah. and culturally. Anyway. Yeah. See, All right. I have a question for you. Oh, Whoa. yeah. Yeah, yeah that's bring right. Bring it on, baby. Flipping the script. Oh, wow. So, recently, sure. you made a couple of films. Uh, you made a documentary talking about your time at Pepperdine and how even though it's such a bright and shimmery place, there's a lot of disconnect between expectations and reality. And also, you made another film that was... Paul, how would you describe it? A known caller? Yeah. Uh, I would describe it as... It's almost like a... 
Let's see. It's like a commentary on maybe um, finding purpose and finding, uh, or I guess maybe making sense of uh, why we maybe make some uh, reckless decisions and maybe things around us happen that uh, we aren't quite um, uh, fully in control of, but then kind of reining that in and, and, you know, coming back to earth a little bit and, and kind of figuring out uh, what keeps us going and what, what, what makes the world keep turning, you know? I like that interpretation. Yeah. I yeah. like that quite a bit. So going off of these films, you actually chose one of our songs to play during one of your scenes. And it's in the, the, the title, the, yeah, the, the, the credits. credits. There's two songs. Yeah. Two, song. two songs. Yeah. Was, two songs, Arizona. I going to get to that. Yeah. But I didn't right. quite get to. Oh, sorry. Well, now we got to it. But now you. that we it has been gotten to, <laughs> why did you ultimately choose our songs to be in your film? Well, so when Breathe With Me plays, uh, there's a line. Um, what What's the line? Uh, I drink your spit. Every bit oh, that, of that's it. Mirrors. That's mirrors. No, that's mirrors. Yeah. But th- there's something about what's the exact lyric? Something about sinning. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, you know that I've sinned, and I know that where you've been. Yeah, yeah. So, so right at that instance in the movie, the protagonist is about to make the foolish decision that will, uh, you know, make the domino effect of the rest of the things that will happen in the movie. So kind of having those lyrics on top of it maybe people weren't listening to that directly but felt like it was kind of like a little bit of an easter egg hmm. that kind of well it's world building it's world right building. right right and i guess just for the vibe of the the party scene it, it kind of fit the bill kind of fit the bill and you guys kind of have um you know it's uh I don't know how to describe the sound. It's like, it's not necessarily isolating, mm-hmm. but it's so like spacey and kind of hard to get to the like the core of like the actual sound because there there is like a lot of reverb happening. That it, it kind of, I guess, fit the world right that mm-hmm. that I was trying to build at least. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so, come you're coming at me with the questions. I was no, not I was uh, not prepared to be interviewed. So, on, uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. And beers. But see, this is it. Just wanted me to, to like segue into something that I just wanted to say that I appreciate about both of you. So by using that, you know, those songs actually in your films, you created a connection within communities, and I think that's really important. You know. People love to talk about how much they love supporting local artists, but sometimes they fall short of the mark when it comes to like maybe going to a show or listening to a record. Yeah. So it's especially extremely appreciative when, as a record's on the cusp of coming out, to being able to like you know be featuring in other friends' works of art, because it just kind of isolates or not isolates, more so strengthens those relationships between the two of you and the community as a whole, because. As I said before, everybody loves to uh, to claim that they support, but it's a whole other thing 
to actually be able to collaborate with one another mm. uh, with projects that you know mean so much to them and then be able to go on podcasts with said friends yeah. and communicate the meaning of that to them. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was that, the whole community, whatever, whatever, whatever. And uh, it was a lot cheaper than buying the rights to, <laughs> to a big time song. You know, I was thinking uh, the other option was All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh, that would have but it really just, sold it. You <laughs> fucked up. It wasn't you in the budget. Up. It wasn't in the budget. Uh, well, then you just should have used it in your... Pepperdine is really isolating as a college one because now that would have worked better with all this disconnect. Yeah. Did you guys see that uh, Shrek's finally getting a vinyl release? Is it really? Yeah. On, on, on green Sh- vinyl? On green vinyl. Oh, you know Like that. the... Uh, no less. The soundtrack. The, yeah. the, of the first one? Yeah, the first one. Honestly, yeah. it's a banger. Have, yeah, banger of a soundtrack. It's going to have Hallelujah on it. Yeah, beautiful All-Star. song. Beautiful what what song. a crazy compare Like... The uh, two the dichotomy of <laughs> bad reputation by Jim yeah. Oh, yeah yeah the cover yeah, yeah yeah who who did that cover I don't know it was a good cover though it was a good cover they couldn't get Joan Jett Joan Jett What's, was like okay, fuck Shrek real quick what is both of your favorite Joan Jett songs oh my god Just real quick um, it's, it's bad cliche. reputation bad reputation it's fine. cliche it's not <laughs> necessarily Joan Jett. Joan Jett how can it how can Cherry Bomb not be your favorite okay fair Runaways right? hey, I was you gonna can't... do Crimson Clover yeah yeah I know yeah 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 that's a good one that's a good Cherry one Cherry Bomb's so good it's like come hello on, that's... daddy hello yeah. mom. mom there you go did you guys see the Runaway movie of course really good yeah, it well. That's the reason why I'm really excited for the new Charlie's Angels. Because of Kristen Stewart? Yeah. Kristen Stewart I feel like it's going to be a... Yeah, yeah. It's oh going to be a, a fucking banger mind. of a film. That, that's going to... the soundtrack in that movie? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean... Unreal. Yeah. A bunch of runaways. Joan Jett. She Blue had a really great... Um, uh, what the, she was on Mark Maron's podcast a little while ago, and that oh, was yeah? a great episode. Yeah, like months ago. Really? Yeah, her and um, her. I don't know if it's, I forget his name, or it was her manager or something. But he's been with her for years, and they were oh, both yeah, on yeah, the yeah, podcast. Yeah. They were in that documentary, Bad Reputation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was really great. It was really great. Hey, Paul, um, could you stop plugging our competition? Uh, yeah, our competition. <laughs> How about like the, he is uh, laying the groundwork for he's, anything he's, we're he's doing? He's winning right now. Definitely. He is. <laughs> For the foreseeable future, yeah. Well, we got forty-two years. Yeah, are, are winning right now. Mm. Why do you think? I think. Hey, we're supposed to be asking you questions. Yeah, he's he, <laughs> he's I facilitating. It's too. good. That's fine. That's fine. It's good. I think people. I don't know. I think the just like the long form conversation format kind of gives people. I guess like friends. In a in a yeah. certain way, that's the thing. Well, like if you're, it's, it's you're like like a long drive or something, you, know? you can you know you flip it on, and it's like it's almost like there's a conversation happening right in front of you. Yeah. But I think beyond that, it's like it's a, it's a good way to like get a little more in depth and and hear, hear like more like natural perspectives that you don't necessarily hear in other media formats that are more like maybe heavily edited or something like that. Like at least my favorite podcasts are in, in, in much like this one where it's kind of just like you get the conversation that happens and that's what you hear. Right. It's not so much like, you know, chopping things up and, and crafting narratives out of like whatever was said. It's right. more of just like, you know, these, these yeah. are, these are real perspectives. Well, so I, mean, I like to hear that you learn more that way. I think, I think it's also cool how you can literally like choose a conversation, you know? Yeah. Like, what's today's podcast going to be about? And you're like, mm, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see. Ooh, I'd love to learn how a guitar is made. Yeah, right. And right. just, like, listen to a conversation in depth. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's something that's really cool. I think people have gotten a little more tired of just like automation as a whole. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. People have been listening to the radio more. Yeah. Really? Recent years. Yeah. It's crazy. And like people are just getting tired of playlists. It's just because like so much, you had so much autonomy for so long. Like everybody loves their auxiliary cord and just plugging it in, putting in a mm. playlist and having, you know, that data sent to them like right away, whatever song you want. But when you hear it on the radio, it's like, it means so much exponentially more. Especially when you hear somebody talking about what that means to them, let alone like what a podcast means to them, you know? Yeah, and well, it's got that element of surprise too. Like, uh, right. like if it's like like when a song comes on the radio yeah. that you don't expect, primarily because uh, primarily because you, uh, I guess, a lot of times with with at least like more uh, commercial radio stations, maybe like college radio or like, you know, some, some smaller stations yeah. will play some more diverse stuff. College but, radio. but now it's like you pretty much, yeah, we love college radio. <laughs> yeah. We, we're we're going to get there. Um, uh, <laughs> Can't wait. Well, we already kind of touched on it, but anyway, uh, it's like you, you basically know what to expect from radio stations these days. It's like, right. you know what songs are going to play the same, yeah. like 20, 30 songs that they just yeah. rotate. Top for, 40. Exactly. Well, not beyond top 40, like the classic rock stations say, Oh, we play classic rock and they'll play like, fucking highway to hell and it's like are you kidding me yeah. you're 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 you know pinning yourself to classic rock and then there's like so much a, a huge library that you could be playing and then you know they, they pick out the most like straightforward like tunes yeah so. I, did, I did a little radio listening the other day just because i was I was driving jerry's car after mm-hmm. i drove him to the airport and i didn't have the capacity to figure out the bluetooth yeah. and it was kind of nice not being right. in control of what exactly i'm listening to I find that I am not really, you know, like Spotify has like the discover feature for you or like your daily mix. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I I, I do not get a ton out of that. I feel like the whole like having like all the options in the world thing. Right. it, It doesn't necessarily satisfy all your, you know, wants or whatever. No, of course. Well, it's like the same thing with streaming online too. Like, if it's not just music, it's watching movies. Too much choice, like, I don't know. Sometimes can give away from the whole experience because you'll never know if you chose the right thing. Yeah. So it's sometimes nice to just like even like watching TV for a little bit, but like actual like TV. Yeah. It's just like, oh wow, Forrest Gump's on TV. Oh my god, I gotta watch that right now. Two yeah, hours in already. I'm still gonna. Yeah, exactly. Always on. Yeah. yeah Jurassic Park's always on now too. <laughs> I feel trying like to milk that franchise. Dude, you, it's, it's working. I think yeah. you could like uh, parallel that even with just like modern dating culture. It's yeah. like uh, so many options. You go on social media, you see a million different, I guess, potential partners. It's uh, it's too many options. It's too many options. Well, it's just like this wealth of information that mm-hmm. we have at all times for like basically anything that you want or anything you're looking for or anything you want to find out in or find out about rather <laughs> we are i'm uh my fourth high life deep uh find out subtle beatles accent oh. find oh. out anything you'd want to find yeah. out <laughs> anything you want to find out <laughs> anything at all it's also that's great paul's beatles grandfather track. oh actually it's any time at all not anything at all yeah it's all right oh. Um, so you're speaking of uh, of Beatles references. Christian is probably the most uh, 
well-read, for lack of a better term, uh, Beatles fan that I know. Uh, he's, a, he's a hardcore Beatles guy, loves him, uh, and for good reason. I'm doing my um, best. No, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's like it's almost cliche at this point, or at least like today, that like oh, like obviously like, or I think at least like it should be cliche. Like any any like real. I don't know if you're, if you're into music or at least rock music, like you've got to be influenced in some way, hopefully in a massive way by the Beatles. But like, there's a difference between like, n- like liking the music and, and and like you know enjoying it and, and taking influence from it, and then there's a, a, on a different level like allowing that to kind of like inform like how you go about like being an artist because it's almost different. You know, technically, sure you can learn the songs and whatever, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily like imply that you take away. Um, like uh, something about like just the I don't know the the way you hold yourself or something or, or you know the way that you kind of present your art and I think that there was a lot of um, groundwork laid. Obviously, I mean they were the first proper I don't know or like mega mega like yeah, world mega pop stars. Yeah. You know they were um, handsome. They sure were. Um, but I'm curious, like even as you know as many conversations as we have yeah. had about it, um, like. At what point did your like uh, did you did you realize like okay the Beatles did this and like but like I can also like you know have a piece of of, of the pile if you will mm. you know like okay like I I can be an artist too I can make music too like and, and where, did, where what parallels did you draw from that like specifically like with the Beatles where you're such a big fan well when I was in fifth grade uh, my school was doing a production of Who Are the Beatles. Uh, a, a play about who the Beatles were. Did did they find out by the end? Don't oh, I mean don't spoil I, it. I don't but like, spoil it. But yes. Oh wow! <laughs> did fuck. Um, you spoiled and, it. And, uh, who are they? <laughs> we got to go through like, and obviously, I was in elementary school. I loved doing school plays and stuff, so I was in it, and I got to play George Harrison. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the coolest thing on the planet. Mm-hmm. So when my mom found out about that, we were doing a play on the Beatles she went out and got like all the Beatles CDs like obviously we had Beatles one in the house and Mm -hmm. I started listening and listening and listening and then it became like almost like a daily routine that I'd have to listen to the whole CD and I couldn't go to bed without listening to Penny Lane Mm -hmm. like I'd be laying in bed and I have to press play on like my CD player with the speakers built in and then I'd listen and then I could actually go to bed at night just because like there's a difference between liking the music enjoying and needing music Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. with the Beatles for me it was like a hunger that was always never satisfied so I could keep digging and keep learning so like once you knew all the songs it was so interesting to learn all the history behind them mm-hmm. and then the mythology of the Beatles and yeah. then the history behind each Beatle and then watching all the documentaries because for me for music enjoyment it doesn't necessarily limit itself to the song I love to learn everything I can about any artist because it makes every little interaction about the mute like with the music or talking to somebody about the music so much more interesting just context because, matters it's, it's it's almost the most important thing it makes them real like because yeah. beatles have been so mythologized like mm-hmm. these days they were just like people like you and me just mm-hmm. believing in something themselves and i think in eighth grade once i like i could recite to you every single Beatles <laughs> song in chronological order for album and give you the track list and everything and I'd play the Beatles game with my siblings on the road. Which Beatles singing? Which we've done oh, it's multiple. A great game. It's such a fun. It's a tough game. We're good if at it. If you're not, what's, a, what's the game? How, uh, you play see. a Beatles song, and then you ask who's singing. Who's singing. Oh, yeah. it's a fun game. It's, it's great. a really fun, stressful game for people. I like who don't listen to them. Yeah, no, I like I like playing it, or I, I like having other people play the game 
when I'm with you because we, you know, you yeah. and I generally will know. Paul's the, Paul and is then the, it's like the best first person in this game <laughs> I've ever played. It's with. like yeah. Well, then it's like all right. Are they gonna know? Especially yeah. like you know, friends that are, that are into music and stuff, and exactly. that, that would that should know. And it's like it's so funny because it's almost second nature. To us. Exactly. It's like oh yeah, you hear the voice, and it's, it's you know, oh, it's obviously George. But like so, like when I was in eighth grade, I really wanted to start learning bass, and mm-hmm. so of course I got a Hofner. Oh yeah. And I've played it. It's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a fun bass to play. It's yeah. what I pretty much write everything on. Yeah. Um, and I realized, like, after practicing and playing, that I used to start, you know, start writing riffs myself. And I was like, you know, maybe someday I can do this. So in ninth grade, I formed, like, my first band. And I've just been playing music since. That's awesome. Yeah. Did, did your parents kind of facilitate... Um, um, like a, the musical affinity that you yeah. have? My mom did. My mom writes a lot of like songs and poetry. And so she's always uh, pushed me forward, like when I, even from when I was a little kid, to just like pursue art as much as possible because she knew how much it meant to me and she knew how much it meant to her. And uh, she just wanted to give me every opportunity I can. So she like, you know, sent me to music summer camp or like helped me buy instruments or like would be understanding if I wanted the house to, like, practice drums or whatever. So, like, she was always pushing me forward to, like, keep doing it. That's awesome. So, so kind of a musical upbringing, but then you came to college. Yeah. And what did you major in? International business. Okay. <laughs> so a little bit different. A little yeah. bit different. What was the impetus behind that? Um, I'm not sure. To be fully honest with you, like for me, international business was probably something that excited me the most because if I was going to college, I couldn't go to college to study music or anything like that because I wasn't told that that was an option or it wasn't really an option that was allowed for me because I wanted to do something that was, I wanted to do something that was different, but I was told to do something more so safe. And I was good at it too. Even in high school, uh, I got like a couple scholarships for being most likely to succeed in business or whatever, just because of my personality, I guess, or my scores and classes and everything. But when I was in Pepperdine, I obviously, like, I liked my major. It was interesting enough, but I fell in love with KWBS, the radio station here, and I started to, like, live in the CCB just so I could be in that station and learn everything I could there. And it's funny, everybody made the joke, like, Oh, you're a media production major? I was like, no, international business, and nobody understood it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, radio is great. I mean, it, it, it's, it's got a lot of, like, I feel, um, like, things that kind of are, like, within the same vein as business. And, I mean, people don't think of it that way. And, like, even, like, the, the major, like, media production, it's essentially, like, it's another type of business, right? And so you've got right. to learn how to market things and you've got to learn how to, you know, promote events and, and whatever or, or the station. So um, I think that there should be a lot more crossover in, in terms of, like, um, at least students who, granted, I'm not extremely familiar with all the different, like, facets of, like, the, the business major, yeah. but, like... What do you want to know? Finance? Marketing? <laughs> well, yes, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, but, like, they could all go all right. hand in hand. The next, uh, the rest of the podcast, we're just going to learn about finance. It's a, yeah, finance lesson. Do you want to learn about a balance sheet? Yeah, no. sexy. Cash flow whoa, no. cash flow statement. Yeah, income report. Whoa, whoa, no. whoa, 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 whoa. Well, we can talk about marketing as well. Five oh my god, marketing. You're getting me what hot and bothered P's? over here. All right, so we have price, we have placement, we have position, 
We have put a gun to my head. Oh, Jeez, my gosh. I'm sorry. All right. I'll stop. Yeah. I'll put stop this behind the us. <laughs> and that's the fifth P. Hey, but internet. <laughs> what is the sixth P? <laughs> the sixth beetle. But it was <laughs> the sixth beetle. But I, I won't say anything bad about international business. It was no. pretty cool. It was yeah. cool stuff. Intercultural communication. Fun mm. class. Mm. Shout out. Talk about how much of a fucking bigot Columbus was. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that was more your time. They were they were taking down the statue. Oh, seriously, I was so stoked about that. Everybody, we would have debates about Columbus, and I was like, "There is no debate. He's a bigot, and (laughs) he incited a genocide, and we celebrate him." (laughs) Yeah. Discussion. But yeah. (laughs) But but you got to remember, genocide was so hot back then. Steven, (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) Don't ever use the words "hot" and "genocide" in the same sentence. All right. Uh, Next Christian, question. Christian's the new host of Peers uh, and Beers. I'm just the new producer and editor. I'm supplanting. There is, there is no editing. <laughs> Surprise. Everything Surprise you say will be podcast. heard by the people. Yikes. Yeah. But but so anyways, yeah, you, so you played music a lot. You, in, in, uh, you were in like band programs in high school and stuff. I was right? in my school's orchestra and I did right. not get along with the conductor. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, we've been <laughs> I would like play. Like, you might enjoy uh, this question. Every now and then, we'll we'll ask our guests. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who was the biggest piece of shit at your high school? You don't necessarily have to name names, but if you have an experience where somebody was like, like paramount, like the shittiest thing, uh, if you have an experience, you you can feel free to share it or don't. But it's it's fun. It's a fun question. It's fun. I, I could name so many names. I went, oh, we don't need you to name names. I went names. to Boston Latin School, mm-hmm. founded 1635. Yeah. was a wicked into tradition, yeah. and uh, they've kind of put their students to the test every single day, and uh, teachers wouldn't really act on behalf of students. They would more so stick to curriculum, and that would mm. lead to four to six hours of homework every night. Dang. You'd have kids mm. yeah. sleep-deprived. You'd have depression among students and there was also uh an incredible problem of institutionalized racism at my school oh man oh wow imagine, yeah. so it was just in boston what? yeah in, in oh, boston yeah know, right? no way yeah crazy <laughs> boston is incredibly racist side note yeah um but yeah high school is tough in that sense because you had uh this whole etymology of your school saying that you're you know the city's best and so if you want to be the best you have to endure all of this Mm. but if you raise any questions or if you know you speak too loudly like you'll be punished hmm sounds like another place we (laughs) ended up yeah yeah so it's it's kind of tough in that sense a lot of uh teachers weren't as understanding of kids and uh, a lot of faculty as well Mm. so a lot of fun experiences <laughs> with uh, tough people. I'm winking. If you can't uh, get that uh, sound bite, <laughs> I kind of heard it. I'm not gonna put lie. it closer to the mic. Brush my background next to it. Yeah. Yeah. Dang, that's tough. We but didn't. We didn't have that at homeschool. Wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> you were homeschooled. Yeah. That, Dude, how was that? How many siblings do you have again? Nine siblings. Nine, nine siblings. siblings. And where do you fall in the group? I'm the sixth. Nice. Yeah. Were yeah. clicks? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. There were. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are you one of the popular kids? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was kind of popular. I was, I, I was the up and coming. We I was, I was the upper uh, echelon of popularity. Yeah. We were the, talking about guest speakers with uh, Isabel Klein. She, she went to a performing, or no, no, Christine, Christine Gallian. She went to a performing arts high school. 
Uh, and she was like, oh, sometimes we'd have some special special guest visitors. And I was, I had to make the quip. I, yeah, I, I quipped made, about it was a good Steven's quip. special guest visitor would be like a cousin or something. You know, like, <laughs> it, but it's funny because I think it may have, I think it's come up every podcast. I think every episode. So far, yeah. Josh brought it up. Yeah. yeah. Isabel brought, well, it, up. brought yeah. it up. Well, yeah, this time. This I was time. trying to, you know. I was trying to Make it funny. inflict the wound myself it's, it's so funny. so it wouldn't hurt as much coming from you. Oh, cool. <laughs> oh, you yeah. could sense it coming. You could just make everything I say less. We're important. 44 minutes in. There's only a matter of time before somebody brought it up. Yeah. He figured he'd, yeah. he'd die. I was sweating bullets. I was like, it's coming any yeah. second. How was it transitioning from homeschool to high school or maybe college? Um, so freshman year, I took one class at the local high school because I wanted to be like eligible for sports Mm -hmm. so and then sophomore year I took like three classes and then junior and senior year I was full-time um but I guess I don't know I felt like uh, once I hit high school was my time to like let my social butterfly wings just loose and I um I could have been a better student. Let's just put it that way. I could have been a better student. At homeschool? No, at public school. Oh, at public school. And (laughs) homeschool, too. (laughs) This is bad to say. So I'm not going to say it. On to the next (laughs) one. We'll remind remind our dear listeners that this is a podcast about Christian Trion, the wonderful musician and artist and businessman. He keeps on trying to flip (laughs) flip it on us. We're not a. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. man. Well, I'm just trying to learn more about our hosts. I'm sure, sure naturally, want to learn more about the hosts too. Uh, we'll have. We'll have our. Maybe. We'll, we'll have our time. We'll, we'll, we'll have, have our, time. our our day in the limelight. But our for day now, it will come now. when we get endorsed. Anyway, so Christian, um, yeah, you're out of college now. I am, and you you got your shit going on with the Odysseys. Not the Odysseys, just no, Odysseys. The, just Odysseys. Just Odysseys. With two Ds. With two Ds. So what are Can you... Can you spell Odysseys? Great. Can you add another D? Perfect. <laughs> there you go. That's right. So what are you, what are you doing in the meantime to uh, keep things afloat? Nice. That's always a fun question. I hear that a lot from parents these days, too, <laughs> so I'm glad it translates to podcasts as well. Well, yeah, I just want to make sure you're doing all right, you know. Well, I'm doing my best. Uh, That's I all you can do. a couple jobs in Boston. Um, I'm working for a radio station called Indy 617. Nice. WFNX. Nice. Which was the best radio station FNX in Boston. FNX was great, yeah. FNX was where you get all the alternative uh, radio needs. Yeah, now they have... You get some really cool artists back in the day. I heard Valakalva once... From Arctic Monkeys, and you never really heard Arctic Monkeys on the radio, like pre AM. Mm. You'd also yeah, hear like Pixies and stuff, like literally yeah. everything. Like as a 13 year old, I was like, oh wow, Balakava on the radio, that's pretty cool. <laughs> These um, guys know what they're doing. I'm also now a bartender. Yeah, uh, I Matt heard Murphy's. the good news. And, yeah, it was a very serendipitous night. I went out for a drink with my sister and her boyfriend, and we spent a long time at the bar, and then the bartenders ultimately said, hey, do you want a job here? And I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, come in on Monday. And I was like, okay. And so I did. How, how has and it here been? we are on it's been, Tuesday. It's been great. Yeah, it's Tuesday now. <laughs> so, But you went into work last night. That's true. I did. 
Uh, and no experience bartending prior to this. No. How was it? Did, did, it was great. It was great just time, pouring drinks. Were, were there drinks. any specialty orders that oh, were yeah. challenging? Yeah, called the old fashioned Irishman. That's the thing about bars; they all have their own specialty drinks special as well. Drinks, so it's this like, one was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you got Jameson. You got simple syrup. You got sure. black cherries. You got bitters. I'm just a tiny bit of tonic. Sure, oh, fuck sure. yeah. Sounds pretty good. It's almost like an old-fashioned. Yeah, I literally said it's an old-fashioned Irishman. Yeah, but it's but not you're using Irish whiskey, Jameson. Yeah. yeah. And black cherry. Black cherry? You guys like black cherries? I have black cherry soda. What makes it a black cherry? I mean, cherries are kind of like reddish, blackish. They're dark I mean, red. They're darker. Dark Is red. there there's an actual black cherry? Potentially. I feel like cherries are just kind of almost I'll, black. I'll just think of that song, uh, Big Black Horse and a Cherry Tree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Who was that? Uh, KT Tunstall. Was That's it? her, right? Can I'm going to look it up. Can you look it up? Bing, bling, oh, I, I used it. to watch VH1 Top 10 every Sunday morning, and that song was on there a lot. Yeah, it was. It really was, yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't remember the video for the life of me, but that song... It was weird. It was weird. KT Tunstall, yeah. Oh, you were yeah. correct. Yeah. Well done. This is going Ellie Bob's 2004. This is all going Honestly, it's all, a great playlist. All the way over my head. I uh, am not familiar with KT Tunstall. You bop yeah. the track later. It's pretty good. I'm, you I'm know a, this song. I'm a bop it. I'm a bop it. Yeah, you can't play it right now. Copyright. Uh, we could play it. I don't think anybody will nail us yet. <laughs> We'll play we'll an Odyssey song. Episode, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, so, so you're back in LA, um, LA, and there's a few things cooking up, right? So oh, yeah, something going some, on soon, right? Yeah. So uh, Odyssey's is playing with some really good friends. Fan, like great, and not to chime in, like I know this is this is not my podcast, but we're kind of in the same boat. <laughs> but they're really like we've had experiences with these people over a few years yeah. now, and. They've always been really professional and 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 wonderful yeah. people. Both have incredible sounds. Yeah, like their sets are amazing. Yeah. Um, so first artist we're playing with is Caress. Yeah. So Caress is our friend Tara, and she's Tara. also in another incredible band called Blood Candy. Yeah. Oh. Back in April. Yeah. Yeah. They were sick. Steve they, liked them. They were cool. They were, they were very cool. The headers for this show are Canto. Yeah. And they came to Pepperdine for our first <laughs> uh, collective night. Yeah, we started throwing those nice uh, little radio events, and it yeah, was, it's, it's been a great time and doing that. They headed that event, and we've been following them before then and since. Yeah, yeah. And so we're excited to be playing at the Hotel Cafe with them. We'll be back at KWVS, just doing a little radio show, popping in with the new crew. Yeah, nice. you know, a little, little post-grad yeah, show. A little nice. Post-grad show. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Set. And then uh, yeah. we'll be doing some filming. So yep. for Odysseys, some people don't know that we're actually doing... Uh, like a VHS doc, pretty much, uh, of our touring this year, post-album. And so what we've been doing since before and now, I guess. Yeah, since, like, since like early April. Yeah, since yeah it, was, April. it was that well, first before show, then, right? for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, well, we've always been kind of, like, we always have cameras in our hands, and we're always just kind of just screwing around and making yeah, we sure that we VHS. document things. But, but you guys started the the pre, pre-order pre sales for those VHS tapes, yeah. Right at oh, the yeah. at the April show, yeah. Yeah. So we've been getting a lot of pre-orders for that. Like, what I love, I love VHS. I think it's the perfect medium for uh, for watching anything. To be honest, yeah. just because it brings you back to the glorious blockbuster days, nostalgia. Also, watching it on film, you don't really get that compression of color, so the colors are a lot more 
vibrant also, which is just like, it's nice to get that static. So I thought it was the perfect medium just for our music because, uh, you know, we like to be a little more nostalgic in our songwriting. And, and sometimes like it can be hard to listen to some of our music just because like it, it evokes some emotion and memories and stuff, or at least for me personally. So like when I think of it as like seeing it, I always thought of it on VHS. Yeah. And so the fact that we can actually do it makes me really happy. And the fact that people are actually really interested in that VHS is on the comeback again. Um, just being able to compile it on that makes me very happy. Yeah. So we're gonna be shooting more stuff for that too later this week. Yeah, I always thought you guys had like a sound that like could fit in the early two thousands. This is part of the reason that I, I wanted your music to be in my film because it was supposed to be set in the early 2000s. But, but yeah, I, I, I kind of get uh, Julian Casablanca's vibes from you as far as your vocals Rut go. Row. <laughs> what, what, what do you think of that? What, musically, how, how do you like that? Uh, not, not personality I, I wise. The strokes. Like yeah. The strokes were uh, whenever I played in like high school, like the, my fellow band members would really want to cover the strokes and so we covered like automatic stuff and like barely legal and like i always wanted to be the one that sang but i wasn't a good singer in high school but i was like i have the vocal register for julian like i'm gonna do it and they'd be like no oh. um so like I suckers love i think his way of singing is incredibly unique because you have that like almost talking like sense with like johnny cash yeah and yeah you could go into like a scream out of nowhere and it just like cuts through everything and so like i've always loved the strokes yeah so being able to like at least be comparable to that that's pretty cool yeah (laughs) that and um a little bit of the national a little bit the national oh his voice too is really haunting i love uh fake empire especially uh ever listen to that song i've never i've never heard that song by the national that's okay Give it, give it a listen. My buddy Will loves that song. Shout out to Will Byrne. Shout out Will Byrne. Um, but his voice is really haunting in the sense that it could be someone just talking right next to you. Because right. he uses very little vocal effects like on most of his tracks. It's like very clean, very dry. Maybe a little bit of reverb. But it's it's all the more impactful just because of that. Just because it could be someone you know that's just talking to you. And so that's what I've always wanted to do with my music. Just like not have too many barriers between the listener and the performer. Just like have you engage in that medium and you know maybe be able to feel like you can reach out to somebody like even for us like we've had some like good responses from like people who just have found our music somehow and they just reach out to us and like being able to have a conversation with somebody who felt something after listening to your music like means the world to me yeah yeah is it why you do it i do it for me to be honest like yeah i do it for me i do it for him <laughs> i do it you know uh as a means to express myself i guess just because an everyday conversation someone asks you how you doing you know what are you what am i supposed to say and that like am i supposed to like go all in depth mm. but i have this medium where i can just you know transport myself into at least for a day and just put all my thoughts into it so that makes me happy and like like you know it's therapy it yeah good i like i like the way you answer that because there's a lot of people that will try to like guise their art into something that's like completely like altruistic and that's very rarely the case i feel i mean you like you could have good intentions with your art but to say that it's like completely for the other i think that's inaccurate you know right well like i'm just trying to be honest in it you know you were the mm-hmm. one who said i'm looking for truth in the songs so why would i you know 
want to do anything except that. Yeah, 100%. Um, we have a quick guest here, yeah. Josh Corbin, who is also an Odyssey. Say hi, Josh. Greeting, hello. Nice, nice. Rocking his Fender shirt. Wow, what no, a no Fender. Yeah. What a star-studded cast we have here this it evening. Sure it sure is. So, yeah, dude, take a seat. Relax. Make man. yourself at home. Have a high life. With, with that note on, uh, you know, kind of like a, a seeking of truth or something or, or a seeking of meaning, um, how do you see yourself doing that in, like, the the... Uh, steps that we've been taking and in, in, in the in the progress that we've made do it within music and within the band and within you know just just progressing as 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 artists and growing as people um in terms of like where you would like to be or or um like where you've come like like in okay. in, in in a, in a like point a to point b perspective like wh- where are you feeling with that like 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 how, how how do you make sense of like the present moment well I just want to start with a little bit from the beginning. Like, I didn't know anything about recording when I first started doing it. I didn't know how to mix or pan or anything. I didn't even know how to mic drums. So my sister had a keyboard from the early 2000s that had a drum sample. And I would literally try and stay. I didn't even know how to turn on the metronome for that. So I would literally just try and, like, every day practice and try and learn something new with music. And I got to a point where I felt comfortable enough to share it with my two good friends who are right here, Josh, Paul. And ever since then, like, it's become more impactful because it's not me and a little computer anymore. It's me and three people who feel the same way about a track. Mm-hmm. And the same way in the sense that we want to keep building and build a bigger sound and find something that, like, you know, has meaning for us. And so for the future, I, I just want us to be more collaborative in every aspect, you know. Be able to share it from the beginning of a demo and just be able to build a sound from the ground up. And uh, use more analog equipment, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure for me. I love using my little tape machine, Porch mm-hmm. Studio. Yeah. And so, analog medium is kind of like we talked about before. VHS have more so meaning for me because you know it's real. It's there in front of you. You can interact with it. Plus, it gives you a whole different type of sound. It makes everything much more real and more authentic to all the little imperfections. I'd rather have those showcased in a track than try and sound professional as possible because I think being professional is bullshit. I'd rather mm-hmm. be myself. Mm-hmm. In terms of like maybe like a like a like tangible progress or something like that, like how, like where, like, where do I want to go? Do I want to like play Kimmel or like? No, 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 like no, 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 not even that. Like I mean, like like right now. Do you want to sell out, bro? No, 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 I'm not even. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Not even considering those things, like like, just in terms of like where you've grown, like in that respect, like in in like you know, from you know bedroom recordings which we've all got like a hand in and then oh, yeah and to, to, to now being able to play for a show no but like and then it, like like from there to playing out like like does that i don't know does does that inspire you and like does does that help you keep going or, or is it Absolutely. just like part of the process because i mean well, like, i know it is naturally of course like we got to tour for the first and this is the first time we've ever toured like we got to be on the road just four of us like we would drive hours just to play a show. We didn't even know if we were going to make any money, but, like, we just mm-hmm. wanted to go there because we wanted to do it. Like, we'd play in a radio station mm-hmm. for people who hadn't even heard our music before, but we'd still go there just to listen, mm-hmm. just to record, or we'd meet people who might feel something about our music. So every performance we have, if there's somebody who, like, you know, feels somewhat moved by our music, like, it's all the more meaningful for me. Plus, with every good show you have great fellow performers and like there's more sounds to get inspired by mm-hmm. and like 
people to see dancing to your music mm. and that gets me really excited because that's if the best I can, thing yeah exactly <laughs> like if i can get that for a minute from somebody i want to keep writing so that i can keep doing it but at the end of the day i just want to keep writing something that i'm proud of and uh hopefully someone else will relate to it mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. So when you are writing, what uh, what's the process of kind of getting into that headspace where you write something that's, like, appropriate for Odysseys? Um, well, I, I never know if what I'm writing is going to be for Odysseys or maybe if it's just for me to hide on my computer just so, like, I can feel good about a day. So this is something we were kind of talking about before. You never really know how productive you feel or how accomplished you feel at the end of every day. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do for that time in between where you don't have anything scheduled? And that's kind of the time I live for, like the in-between plans. Like if you got to go see somebody at noon and then the next you got to go to work at three, what are you going to do for those three hours? So that's where I really like try and pump myself up to either like try and mix a previous demo or just like start from scratch and then just get my whole rig and everything set up and just like, see what I'm feeling that day. It's like, it can be very spontaneous, but also very calculated. Like if there's a demo I'm working on that I've laid the groundwork for, I'll take months to go back to it just so I feel that I've given it the appropriate amount of time and attention before completing it. Whereas there's these like mini spurts of just like, I have to put this down and I can finish a track in like an hour. And that's what I did like twice this week and that felt wicked good. Mm. But it don't always happen like that. No, there's no set process. Like I could set up a, uh, my all my recording gear and just like tell myself I'm gonna record today and end up with nothing, or I could just like pick up my guitar and like write a whole song and you know, not know what's gonna happen. You just gotta wait for that inspiration to hit. I guess so. You never know where or when. That's why I love my voice memos on my phone because like I'll be hanging out and I'll just run into the bathroom and just start singing in falsetto like a goon. <laughs> Like a what? Like a goon. Hmm. Speaking of which, yeah, we got some B-sides rolling out <laughs> soon in, like, October. Oh, yeah. Your first announced right here. Yeah. Yeah. The world now Two tracks. What? Maybe. Yeah, spooky tracks. Yeah. October. We're going to be putting them out. Yeah, a little, little spooky, a little heavy. Oh. You know. A little spooky, a little heavy. Yeah. Are, new watery. Yeah. are they uh, <laughs> Halloween-themed? Or no. Or ominous Maybe vibe? we'll do a Halloween cover. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We, like we Josh is going to pick the Halloween song now. Uh, it could be This Is Halloween. Oh, it no, it cannot be. It could be, be Monster Mash. No, it cannot be. Yeah. <laughs> Josh <laughs> said it could be, so it could be. Josh did say it could be. What about uh, Last Resort by Papa Roach? <laughs> Cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. <laughs> Suffocation. <laughs> no breathing. Don't give a fuck if I cut my own breathing. Oh, man. Yeah. This is my last resort. It's, it's special. See, Josh something. knows it. Josh knows it. <laughs> <laughs> is it wrong or is it right? He's halfway there. Yeah. Halfway there. there. Oh, man. Zip. Halfway there. Halfway there. We are more than halfway through this episode. Yeah. In fact, we are drawing very near the end. Cool. Um, very nice. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's been a blast. I mean, I've had a I don't, time. I don't want to let go. You Let's don't have to, Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Jack. Ah. Hold on, Jack. Wait, you, you, actually, I'm just going to let go of you. 
Yeah, what, what, what do you think you gotta be kidding of, me. of the ethical implications of Rose's decision at the end of Titanic? What a comp. What is it? Uh, what a complicated question. That you have no choice but to answer. That's yeah, true. Here you go. Um, could they both have fit? Yes. They proved it on Mythbusters. Right. Would it have been as good of a thematic ending? No. No. You know why? Because we're still talking about it. You know, 20 years later, 22 years later. Yeah, but we yeah, only well, have to talk about this and we only have to consider, like, oh, the old, like the old woman at the much. end. Well, I think it would have been better like if Titanic? it was a survival story. Did you like Titanic? I mean, it's Titanic. There you like, go. I'm not going to hate yeah. on it. I, Z, when, when I watch it on TNT, it was just too long with the commercials. No one has that kind of time. Yeah, four hours on TNT. I mean, am I in a hurry to see it yet again? No. Am I going to no. buy it on VHS? No. No? No, I'm not going to get Titanic on VHS. But there no. are things you would buy on VHS. There You're a VHS many guy. I've bought on VHS. Well, my collection. <laughs> I got a lot of anime and a lot of old school horror and a bunch of sci-fi. I have a whole section called the dark and fucked up section, oh. which is a lot of sci-fi and Kubrick. It's a good section. Uh, I have my action and adventure section. Recently finished uh, finding all three Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, on VHS? On VHS, yeah. Uh, It was wicked wicked hard to find Return of the King because it's on a double VHS. It's almost like a mini box set for it. Yeah, that was right on the tail end of the VHS VHS era. 2006, actually the last major Hollywood movie was uh, to be put on VHS was A History of Violence, also starring Viggo Mortensen. Viggo Mortensen, yeah. Aragorn from Lord Aragorn of the Rings. Aragorn from Lord of the Rings, yeah. That's it's a sick right. movie. You seen A History of Violence? I haven't, actually. You seen A History I of Violence? Not. Dude, David Cronenberg, sick film. Check it out. I think we have some of your VHSs just in our bags. That's true, you definitely, definitely do. You also have my grandmother's VCR here, which I'm desperate to get back. You have my grandmother's VCR at your house. That's true. It's not just a VCR. It's a VCR and DVD player. Yeah, which it I'm is. Keeping so, uh, until I get mine back. Has your grandma just what? been asking about VCRs? I'm pretty sure she doesn't even know what a VCR is. It's a little after I'm her time. I'm just going to address one yeah. thing. I'll be getting that back at some point. Yeah, great. Bring my VCR and we'll do a swap. No, no, no. I'm not bringing your VCR from California. Fucking, if you want your VCR from here, take it yourself. Dude, what am, where am I going to I'm going to take, take my VCR take from your house in Massachusetts back to my house in Massachusetts in a car because that's where it came from. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It is so we've, VCR. So we've good. addressed it. I don't owe you a VCR. You left I'm your VCR saying, here. I'm not saying you owe me a VCR. I'm just saying just bring it. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. You ship it then if you don't want to bring it. You're implying. Yeah. Why don't you? Go ahead. Go for it. What are we gonna do? Ship it from your house to my house. (laughs) You're gonna ship it from the house you used to live in to the house you currently live in. I'm gonna box it up. And then I'm gonna drive my VCR that I drove to your house. Wait, 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 wait. So I'm gonna box it up at the place that you currently live to send to the place that I currently live. It's yours. So if you want it, yes. Why why don't you just send it to me? Why don't you? I'm not paying for shipping. Why don't you put it on your backpack? Well, then why don't you just do it? You're here for a week. I am here for a week. But I'd rather be Plenty spending of it time with you. to ship a VCR. I'd rather be spending it with you. Paul. I'd rather do it together. You know what? Yeah, let's ship my VCR. It's together. better together. Ah, <laughs> it wouldn't be an interaction it, with solid, Josh here if, if Christian it, and I didn't bicker. We yeah. had to. I had to instigate some sort of bickering, and I'm glad that we did it. Yeah, just send me my VCR. Is that me. is that a uh, yeah, norm on the road? Yeah, there's a lot of bickering. Ask about the grime. That what's oh what's God. the grime? What's the grime? 
Greetings, everyone. This is Josh. This is Josh Corbin. Josh, bonus you, feature. So, bonus uh, feature on Peers and Beers, Josh. It was never a dull moment when we were driving because, uh, especially when, oh, another, another beer. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, we got, we got when, beers uh, here. Christian and Paul were either both in the front or <laughs> both in the back. There would just be some form of bickering over the littlest thing or the biggest thing and, and everything in between. But... That's um, all the things. That's all the things. All that's the all things of the things. Over. One might say everything. <sighs> um, and so for me and David in the back, we were always entertained by something. So it's always great to uh, enjoy a nice bickering between the two. What's wrong, guys? Maybe we could get to the bottom of... It, nothing's it, it, wrong. Nothing's wrong. No, nothing. I, would, I actually it, thoroughly it, enjoy it. You know, I, it's, it's part of... all have a knack for finding... Uh, oh, sorry, here. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with the bickering. Me and Paul just really love debating the mundane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love each other. That's true. We it's do love each facts, other. Facts. We also love uh, curb your enthusiasm. Oh my god! So it's just like we have no problem. <laughs> why do you do why, that? Why, why do you make that sound? <laughs> oh man, the social yeah. assassin. So have, uh, n- yeah, this. You're a so- you're a social. Larry, Larry. Oh, Rip. Larry. Rip Funkhauser. Yeah, Marty Funkhauser. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, me and Paul love to debate. You do a great, you do a great funk house. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) There's a 13 foot cock on your car, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) You're not respecting your Jewish heritage. Yeah, nephew was the light of my life. We watch Palestinian jewel of the Funkhauser family. (laughs) His his nephew, yeah, dead. Oh yeah, the Palestinian chicken episode. Yeah, was classic. Unrivaled. Yeah. yeah, so good. The well, rabbi won't let me play golf <laughs> on Sundays. <laughs> that's good. That's it's a very good, good funk yeah, house. That's, that's a funk house. Oh, my brother is a good Bernie Sanders. He actually won GW Man of the Year. Oh for wow! His Bernie Sanders impression. He's just like wow. He's like the, Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Um, and what's yeah? So this was Johnny. Johnny. He's like, all right. Here's my impression of. Uh, this is this is my brother's impression of Bernie Sanders' impression going to a convenience store. <laughs> What's up with all the king size bars? <laughs> you gotta take the king size bars and you gotta break them up. <laughs> Snickers is, a, is ahead of the game. They do that, yeah. I think. So that's that's what that's what did it for him. Dividing mm-hmm. them up, break them up, so everyone gets yeah. their own piece. Yeah, so everybody gets a piece of the candy bar. Nice. That's nice. I I hope it works out. Me too. Who knows though? Who knows? I also hope that this yeah. show Friday night, August ninth, yeah, Hotel Cafe, yes, Lady Gaga there. has played there, right? Yeah, drummers are always like, oh, you're not drumming, you're not drumming this show. Josh isn't drumming this show. He's a utility player. He's he can do it all. Wow. Josh is going to show us playing bass. Yeah, Josh is gonna be singing, playing bass, playing Not guitar, and playing band. drums. He's, it's a one-man show, gonna actually. He's also going to be a Fender brand ambassador while he's there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna be all, all over their social media. He promised. We'll, we'll get to wear Fender straps. Okay, <laughs> get us some. Paul got free Fender <laughs> strings. Yeah, they're they're supposed to be coming. What what's the deal with my strings, man? I'm dying for those. The what? There was something. You you were like, oh, put in for this oh, thing. Oh, they didn't sit them out yet, and those are the guitar <sighs> strings, not bass strings. I know, but. 
I could still use them. There's so you never got enough strings. Is it is it true that your guys' name is Odysseys presented by Fender now? <laughs> Ooh. Odyssey is sponsored by Fender. <laughs> Honestly, I Would mean. Would love to be sponsored by Fender. Yeah, like, are they down? Well, I, have, like, I have a couple brands that I'd love to be sponsored by. Yeah. All right, here we go. DiGiorno. Shout, make a shout out. This can, is your can chance. I, can I start? Yeah. yeah go DiGiorno. for it. DiGiorno. Yeah. DiGiorno pizzas. Yeah. Not quite polo. My mom, my mom works for Lord & Taylor, so I get all the polo I need. Ooh. <laughs> Thanks, Duncan. mom. Love you. Um, blockbuster. Yeah. There's one blockbuster left, and I'd love to be their official band. Yeah. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. Uh, Fender would be pretty cool as well. Yeah. What about uh, Submodern Audio? Musical brands. Submodern Audio. Submodern Audio. <laughs> oh yeah. Musical brands. Uh, Deadbeat. I'd love. Sound. Yeah, Deadbeat. Yeah. Love Deadbeat. Deadbeat's awesome company. Also, would love to be sponsored by Earthquake. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, Earthquake, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not Vox at this point? <laughs> yeah, fuck it, right? Yeah, Fender would be at the top of the list, though, so if you're listening, Fender, I heard about they are. your upgrade they are. program, and I need a Fender 12. They're listening. He's sitting right here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> August 9th, this Friday, 9.30 p.m., be there or be square. Thank you. Yes. It's, 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 you know what that phrase is from? What? Because if you're uh, if you're not there, you're not a round. Oh, nice. you're a it? square. Wow. Square. Yeah. Well, no one right. wants to be a square. That's well, terrible. Well, thanks for having me, guys. On that. Note. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you can't. You can't be the one to end the show. No, we get we get I to asked, end the show. I asked enough questions. I feel like I have been. You know what? You know, uh, Christian, yeah, you've, you've usurped the show. Sure. Thank, thank you, you thank you for coming, snake? Christian. No. We really appreciate it. So we're gonna end the show now. <laughs> Paul, what's uh, what do we do? Yeah, so it's tradition. We uh, we harmonize a thank you, and the guest picks the note, the starting note. So pick a note and hold it. You just got to go thank you and hold it out. This duty to Josh Corbin. No, no, no. It's got to be Christian. You start it. Yeah, yeah. Put it in between you so we both hear it. So then it's four. So it'll go Christian, Josh, uh, uh, I guess Stephen, and then me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not bad. That was one of the better ones. It was good. You took it to an 11, dude.